Hello and welcome to TXF Financing International Trade Fit Zone Country Risk Podcast. This is Risky Business and I'm joined here today with Rebecca Harding, who's CEO of Coriolis Technologies. So I'm Catherine Morton, Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF. And we're going to be talking today about the Country Risk Index, which uh, covers 157 countries. Um, and we're going to be focusing mostly on what's happening uh, over, overall in this particular segment on the weaponisation of trade. So, Rebecca, give me the highlights of what the data is telling us. So, the data does three things that other indicators don't do. Um, it looks at strategic trade, so it looks at dual-use goods trade um, between countries and the rate at which that's changing above two standard deviations, so significant changes in dual-use goods. It also looks at significant changes in arms trade, and then it has a media feed as well that's looking particularly at the rhetorical weaponisation and the use of language around, around um, trade and the politicisation of trade. So these are things that don't happen somewhere else, um, and it's very much trade specific and obviously what we're seeing is a general increase globally in political tensions and a lot of this is driven by US bilateralism so we're seeing an increase in US-China tensions, we're seeing an increase in US-Russia tensions, uh, Saudi-EU, US-Iran and actually interestingly as well US-Central America which is something that we've really picked up this time. Um, It is centred around this bilateralism but we're beginning to see it have an impact for example on the growing militarisation um, of, of parts of the world that you really wouldn't expect. So um, so we're seeing an increase in arms trade and an increase in dual-use goods trade in countries like Australia, um, countries like Canada, um, also along the Baltic, Baltic states, but the European countries that border the Baltic states, so Finland, Norway, Denmark and Sweden in particular, we've seen a, a significant increase in, in, in the risks attached to militarisation there. The other thing that we're seeing as part of the global picture is the increase in populism. Now, there's been a lot of research about this in the last few months and where is all of this populism coming from across the world. And what we do is we measure regime type. Um, So we measure in the news and in the in the data that we see as well the extent to which populism is is becoming important and regimes are becoming more oppressive or more populist as a result and we've seen some big increases in that over the last few months and projecting that this will get worse in the eu in asia and in africa but also as well in in central america so this is all very worrying um, because it's 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 a politicization again of some of the basics of politics and economics. So these are happening in tandem then the, the, the weaponization and the and the populism and and if you look at if you look at what we've done in the past together um, TXF and Coriolis we've looked at um, how how this populism can feed into a general militarization and what that does is it kind of increases the the general perception that there is a risk out there um, and increases the potential for miscalculation. So that's what we're actually measuring and it's going through the political and the political trade system. And the final thing that we're seeing is actually an increase in terror threats as well. Um, and, and a lot of this, interestingly, some of it is in, is in, um, is in Europe 
Um, so we've got countries in Europe that are affected by this, but then we're also seeing an increase in Latin America. And that's very worrying because um, obviously Colombia and countries like that um, have, have uh, terrorist groups that are becoming more active and that, that's a bit of a concern as well. So we're seeing countries that we don't normally see, Australia, Denmark, moving into areas that are weaponizing how how's how are you managing to pick that up in the data what 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 so so what we do is we create an index which is a foreign policy index which is based on um, the strategic use of trade as a tool for coercion so it measures arms trade it measures dual use goods trade um, and then it measures the sort of general um, nervousness in the media as well. So it measures those three things and it puts them all together. So um, the tension in the news combined with visible and statistically significant increases in trade in either arms or dual use or both is what's creating that picture and what we're seeing is um, countries like Australia becoming more um, more weaponized in terms of what they're doing and some of that comes of course from the South China Seas and concerns around um, what's happening what's happening there. Also who's actually financing this weaponization I mean it, are you able to are we able to see much coming through the data well, in terms of banks funding and you know, government funding I think that's a really important question and, uh, and what, we're, what we're seeing is two things. So there's another sector which is commodities not elsewhere specified. Now that we think is probably government funded because, um, because that trade is, is not specified, it's stuff that can be legitimately hidden, it's legal, legal trade but it just doesn't want to be classified. Highly correlated with key political events. So for example you can see um, Russia-Iranian trade around missile tests and things like that. There's, there's, there's a lot that we're seeing around that. Now we think that's strategic trade and that's funded by governments. But banks do fund some of this and, and will be quite explicit about it. But the key thing for a bank is to understand where they are supporting government policy um, and for governments actually to be quite explicit on where they need the private sector to fund these things because otherwise you end up in a situation like we've, we had in 2012 or we had in 2014 where it's quite clear that banks are funding stuff that actually then the government's clamped down on. So some kind of clarity between the two is very important. Excellent, thank you Rebecca. I think what we're going to do now is break down into our regional sectors where we can actually analyse in more depth the, the really interesting topics you've raised.